Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the Coach Rico Strong Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, today, we're going to uh, listen to a friend of mine. His name is Brandon. He's also been a client of mine, personal client um, for strength training. He's also been in my group fitness classes. Um, he is a husband. He travels for work a lot. He's had to deal with fluctuating weight. Let me know if you know anybody uh, who's ever had to deal with that. Um, somehow he's had to find a way to find a workout routine that works for his busy, hectic schedule um, while also making fitness a priority, being a busy person and a husband. Um, so he's going to talk to you today about what works for him, um, the benefits of having uh, good nutrition, cardio um, and strength training. And if that might be something that works for you, too, you can listen in to see how things worked out for him. Um, so without further ado. Help me welcome in my good friend, Brandon. All right, well, um, Brandon, I wanted to say thank you for joining. Um, my name is Rico. This is the Coach Rico Strong Podcast. Uh, we've got Brandon here with us today. Brandon, what's, what's, how do you say your last name exactly? It's Lashavo, but you know, we've heard all kinds of different ways. And of course, I've always been called worse than whatever <laughs> than whatever butchered pronunciation we hear that day, so. Lashavo. okay, so I mean, where does that where does that background of your last name come from anyway? I'm just curious. Like it's Italian, but you know the funny part is is that the family the side of the family that it's from is is uh, redheaded German. So my grandmother's side is like uh, German Irish, and my grandfather's side was Italian. So mm. my grandmother, who's still living, has this you know bright red, vibrant hair, which I'm sure she dies now. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's the part that is really um, kind of been passed down to my sisters and brother. And sometimes when I grow my beard, you can see yeah. a couple strands. Yeah. A couple strands of red hair. <laughs> that's right. Man, that's awesome. Well, um, Brandon is um, he's a husband. He's somebody who works out regularly. He's somebody who travels for work. And um, this is going to be a really good interview just to see kind of like some of your successes, some of your struggles as you kind of have your own own story to tell in this uh, fitness journey. So I think it's going to be super, super cool. Um, Brandon has also, this interview might be interesting because this bourbon that you have allowed me to taste is really delicious. It's got a nice finish, doesn't it? It's uh, like I said, the, the, this is a, it's a Canadian whiskey, 20 years, and it's, uh, it's got a maple aftertaste that, you know, you yeah. might pour on a pancake someday. <laughs> What's the name of this one again? This is Pendleton 20 year, I think it is. Pendleton it was a, it was a gift year. from a good friend, um, and it's, it's a really nice finish. I like it a lot. Well, Glad you like it. And we're having a Canadian whiskey and a Kentucky glass. That's right. <laughs> because you are Kentucky through and through. Like, tell us a little bit about, like, you know, a little bit about your background. Like, do you have any brothers and sisters? Where did you grow up? Sure. Things like that. Sure. We grew up in a suburb in northern Kentucky, um, outside of Cincinnati area. It's a it's a part of the country that not a lot of people are familiar with, uh, called the Tri-State area, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky. Um, my wife and I, we uh, we met in college. Um, I'm sorry, we met in high school. Sorry. Sorry, Megan. Oh, wow. wow, forgot. <laughs> um, we went to college together at the University of Kentucky. I have three brothers and sisters. One brother who's a couple years younger than me. Uh, my two sisters are in eighth grade and junior year in high school, respectively. And same mother and father. Weirdly, I'm getting old. I'm getting up there, it feels like. Um, but yeah, so family back in Kentucky. My wife has a brother sister kind of the same age as my siblings um and they're back in kentucky as well we uh we just love the bluegrass state we love our bourbon horse racing and kentucky basketball of course of course 
Uh, when you met your wife, was it was like love at first sight? It was like, oh, this is the one, or was it like a little bit of um, like a little bit of something to it? Yeah, good question. So she always had a boyfriend. You know, it's all good. It's cool. I'm over it. Apparently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she is too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, she better be. No, no. But uh, we we didn't start dating until sophomore year of college. Um, she cheered at Kentucky, and I was in a fraternity. Um, and really, it was just a, a really cool friendship that turned into uh, at the right moment, you know, in between boyfriends. Usually there's a week or so in between them. And uh, I just slid right in her, in her DMs, bought her a coffee, and uh, the rest is history. Been married for almost six years now. Awesome. Yeah. Now, so your wife was in cheer, she was in college, and, and being very, very active. You know, when we talk, think about like, you in your younger years, were you, was this something that you were very active in as a kid growing up into college or or was it the opposite? Sure, so I, I played I played baseball as a kid and football. Um, okay. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, I liked baseball better. Um, I was gonna say I was better at football, but I really wasn't very good at either. Um, had a lot of fun, had a lot of fun. My friends will laugh hearing me say this. Um, but uh, I played football in high school uh, I think I tried out for the baseball team in high school as well. Didn't make that. But then obviously I knew college, you know, sports weren't going to be a thing for me, right? But I tried to stay active. Um, those, I remember those summer football workouts were just brutal. Um, it may be even worse than some of the Orange Theory workouts that we've had, Rico. Uh, <laughs> you and Shawnee at the helm and others. But, uh, but yeah, fairly active. But Megan has always been, you know, just kind of a, a fitness sleuth, if you will. Like she's, you know, she teaches um, classes here in Dallas now. Obviously, they had they had to stay in shape for cheerleading, um, but yeah. Well, and it was going to be really cool to be able to kind of talk to your wife a little bit later on about like her fitness training too, because I think it's interesting that her idea of fitness is, is a little bit different. Um, what position did you play when you were in uh, baseball? Well, oh, in baseball, gosh, I pl I pitched and I played uh, first base. Pitched in, in first base. First base, very immobile, you know, that was kind of my deal. I, I could catch the ball really well. It was yeah. good, good stuff. So um, you weren't afraid of it, like, just being fired at you? You were just like... Not at all. Not at all. You got, you got, it's kind of cool because you get to scoop it, you know. You sometimes get run over by uh, by runners, so, you know, that was interesting. Um, but really, I, I thought baseball was just a really cool team sport that, you know, in the helmets and the pads of football, you don't really get to interact. Um, but I thought it was a cool dynamic with baseball. Yeah. yeah. Now, how old are you now? I uh, just turned 29. Just turned 29, and this is, we're closing out, uh, at the time of this recording, we're closing out 2020. So, uh, 2021, you'll be big 3-0. That's right. The big year. Closing out a, a weird year in 2020, to say the least, but uh, I hope that it's uh, rebounding for everybody out there. So, how long did you play, because, so you were active as a kid, you played sports, you played baseball, you played football. Um, how long did that continue into your college years? Oh gosh! Um, as far as activity goes, I definitely I played intramurals. You know, I went to uh, the Johnson Center at the University of Kentucky and worked out um, as much as one did in college. You know, it wasn't I wasn't too serious about it. I was never kind of a bodybuilder or had many uh, fitness goals per se. Just kind of wanted to maintain. And you know, you're in college. You want to impress. You want to impress the uh, the chicks, right? Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Megan, but uh, you know, uh, I don't know how impressive I was, but. Uh, Anyways, impressive enough, apparently. Yeah. Um, okay, so you were active all throughout college, and then you ended up doing work. And what is it that you do for work again? I work for IBM. I sell software. Sell software. Or I'm supposed to sell software. Sometimes, it, you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It's part of the game. Building, <laughs> building relationships 
installing software. Solving problems, right? Solving problems, yes. Um, but obviously, you're, I mean, you're working for IBM. You're not, you're not in football. You're not in intramurals. You're not in like any of those things. So did you, what did you do to stay active? Did you like just stop being active or did you like immediately find something else? Like how did that work out? That's a great question. So we moved pretty much about six months to a year, about a year after I graduated college, we moved to Dallas for my job. Um, and I, I really just was working out at my fitness uh, area in the apartment complex we were living in um, across from Breadwinners on McKinney Ave. Um, really loved that place, but yeah, just kind of went up and, you know, um, about three times, four times a week probably would, would jog uh, two or three miles, try to do some, some weights, you know, weight workouts that I would find online, free weights, um, but really didn't discover anything um, kind of formal or like Orange Theory until about, gosh, I guess it's almost been four years. It's, yeah, it's been about four years now. Four years since you've been doing... Since I started something more formal like Orange Theory. Formal, yeah. okay, so you've been doing, so again, if you guys aren't familiar with Orange Theory, it's a high intensity um, heart rate based group workout. Um, class, it's a classroom setting or you know group class setting where you have some cardio, you have some treadmills, you have some resistance training. It's a, it's a really, really good workout. Um, what made you decide, because four years is a long time to stick with one thing. And I think a lot of people when they are, searching for something that works for them, sticking with something for four years is, is not the norm. So tell us, how did you find Orange Theory for you and, and what, what made you kind of stick with it? Sure, so I saw a, a good friend of ours who was our fraternity advisor when we were at UK. Um, he, Orange Theory, I think, saved his life. He's a, he was about probably 40 at the time. His name is Rob Leach. I'm sure you'd be fine with me sharing his name. Um, he's like an Orange Theory ambassador now in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, and I mean, he must have lost, gosh, Rob will have to call me on this, but about 130 pounds. Wow. Um, just by, you know, going to Orange Theory, sticking with it, you know, you should see his before and after pictures. And I was so inspired by that, that not, not necessarily the results. I didn't need to lose 130 pounds per se, but I've always struggled you know, with weight fluctuations and being committed to uh, to working out and making myself better. Um, and when I saw how much he loved the community um, and the workout itself, that's what really drove me to say, all right, well, I'm gonna go check it out, you know, for myself and see what it's all about. There was a studio about five miles away from our place in Preston, Ho uh, the Preston Hollow studio, mm -hmm. um, where I first met you actually. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to be able to stick with it, it's, um, it's hard. I mean, you know, as you know, as a fitness instructor, I know you have your own journey, um, but finding a workout that you like uh, and that pushes you um, and that you kind of feel like you're part of a community is really tough. And I've always needed someone to tell me what to do. I've never been the type of person that could just go to the gym, hang out for, you know, two hours and get everything I needed to do done, right? Yeah. I'll be listening to music, I'll be on the treadmill, I'll make excuses, you know, and by, by the end of the two hour mark, I will maybe have jogged a mile and you know, done a couple uh, uh, machine, some machine work, right? Um, so Orange Theory really pushes me to be the best version of me. Um, and what I love about it is that everyone's really just there competing with themselves. They're not looking around, you know, trying to race anybody, although I'm sure some, I have done that with some friends before <laughs> uh, at OTF, which is a lot of fun. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at now. I've, I've continued to do it for, like I said, four years, and uh, I still love it. I still do it about four to five times a week, along with some other things that I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I'd encourage anyone to try it out. Nice. Um, let's, I'm, I'm really intrigued because, you know, some things that, um, that you talked about, I think this is also something that people relate to, is the struggle. You said you had weight fluctuation. Is that something that you've always dealt with even as a kid? Is that something that kind of developed, like, in your college life, like? I think that it more so developed when I was on my own, you know, later, like when I was playing football in high school, you know, if I really put my mind to it, I, you know, I could, I could weigh 20 pounds less than I did in a couple of months, right? Mm -hmm. And it'd be pretty simple. And we could, well, I've done that a couple of times. Um, but when we got to college, it was more of a, well, no one's telling me I have to work out. No one's telling me what to do. Um, and you know, there's a lot of, let's say drinking and, you know, food and whatever it is in college, what college kids do these days. Um, and it adds up, right. And without someone telling you that what to do or being there to guide you and help you, um, it can be really tough. And, you know, I found myself being kind of at like my top high school weight. Um, I had lost probably about 20 pounds heading into college. I was really proud of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, in a matter of, let's say a year and a quarter, maybe, um, it was, it was kind of for not, right? And so I looked at myself and I was like, gosh, you, you know, you've got to really get yourself in gear, um, you know, start going to work out, you know, eat better. Eating better was the, is always, has always been the key for me. Um, it's never been easy for me to lose weight. It's got to be the combination of eating and working out to the fullest extent and on a plan um, and having that support system. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because and I think that's really where a lot of people struggle, like the working out might, you know, you might find something. But I, so going back to like kind of the, the struggle that you had, you you finished college, you started to fluctuate with your weight. And you talked about how it's a struggle to do things on your own. But yet for a long time, that's kind of like what you did at the gym. So correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like like the moment you were like, was there a moment where you're like, I have to do something? Did or and did that come before your friend lost all his weight? You know, I think I think the defining moment was I have to try this out because of how much of an impact it's had on my friend. Um, more so than me saying I've got to do something because we're you know at a point of no return or anything like that. I've always thought that hey, if I just buckle up and do it, I can I can make it happen and get back to where I was. But that was certainly the defining moment. I mean, and you know, my my wife is pretty is pretty fit, and you know, uh, like I said, she teaches True Fusion classes here in Dallas, um, and you know, I want to I want to kind of keep up with her in a way, right? I mean, yeah. um, I can't super fit. I can't her I can't have her looking too much better than me. Right? I know <laughs> she'll always look better than me, but uh, can't have the the differential being too wide. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, you know, I feel the same way. I do. Um, I, I, cause like I had this rule for me. I was like, I feel like you should always be attractive for your partner, be attractive for your mate. And so that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, what's the biggest success then over these four years then that you had with like sticking with this one thing? Sure. I think one of my favorite kind of spurts of, of orange theory specifically in my fitness journey was, I think it was, it was last year in 2019. Um, it was the, the half century challenge when you did 50 classes and I think it was three months, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. Um, and that was actually a lot tougher, you know, with vacations and, and, you know, 
people taking off work in the middle of the year, um, to do that many classes in one month was challenging. And, and at the end, I, I kind of had to go like two full weeks, right? Where I just went to a class every day. Yeah. Um, but to me, that was a huge accomplishment um, because, you know, your body's sore. You're using muscles that you maybe um, don't use very often because you're going to every class that week, which hits all of your muscle groups, right? Um, so I think that was my favorite kind of period um, and something that I felt very accomplished about. Sweet. If that answers the question. No, absolutely. I think having a goal and then feeling like that sense of accomplishment is really good. Um, what about for you, like physically, like has it done for you physically or mentally, maybe for your work? Does it like tell us some of the benefits that you have found for you and kind of your lifestyle? Sure. And I hate for this to sound like an ad for Orange Theory because that's not what it is, but um, it has had such a profound impact on my life. And with my work lifestyle, um, I, especially last year and the year before, I was traveling a lot for work. Obviously this year has been different, um, but you know, I would travel to pretty much west of the Mississippi was my, was my territory for what I was selling. And you know, I've been to Orange Theories um, in Honolulu, New York, Chicago, um, Seattle, wherever. And uh, that's really a huge benefit that I think other studios and concepts don't necessarily allow yet, which is kind of the cross studio training where uh, obviously Honolulu and New York were a little bit of an extra charge because they're the, the cool, you know, places mm -hmm. that everyone wants to be. But when I'm traveling for work, it's really helpful to me to help me on my journey to have, um, you know, have an option, right? The hotel uh, treadmill isn't always working. Oh gosh, <laughs> they're hard to run on too. That's exactly right. Or somebody's running on it already, right? Yeah. Um, and so Orange Theory for me, it just filled a lot of gaps, I think, that, you know, that, that was always an excuse when I was traveling before I started Orange Theory. Oh, well, I'm not gonna work out when I'm traveling because um, there's nothing available or someone's on the treadmill in the hotel um, or I don't wanna pay for a class at some other studio. Uh, Orange Theory has really helped me with that aspect of my life. Nice. So Orange Theory is really helpful for you because it was it was a workout where you didn't have to think about like, what am I doing today? Like it was already planned. All you had to do was show up and do whatever was there and you knew that you were gonna have a good workout. Absolutely. Then, so over four years, like this is very consistent. Um, was weight fluctuation still a thing? It was well as as you as a as a uh, fellow Dallasite know there are probably I think I've heard this somewhere that there are more restaurants per capita in Dallas um, in the DFW area than anywhere in the U.S. Which sounds kind of crazy, but the more I think about it, you know, kind of makes sense. <laughs> and uh, you know, in Dallas, we we like to work hard, we like to play hard, and um, Orange Theory for me at the very or my workout journey for me at the very least is a way for me to be able to enjoy the things that we like to do with our friends while we're young. Yeah. Um, and you know, we don't have kids yet and we like to go have brunch. We like to go out to, you know, um, restaurants and bars, you know, at will, right? And yeah. those aren't always the healthiest places to be drinking or eating. And um, I always know that if I go to Orange Theory four times a week, I can at least get back to where I was last week. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, this is, this is very true. Yeah, you'll burn a lot of calories there. And yes, that's a true statement. All right, so here's something that I'm interested about because I know that you've been doing Orange Theory for this entire time, but that's not the only thing that you've done. We've had the, the opportunity to work together um, for strength. Um, 
you know, because Orange Theory is great for cardio. Um, it's great for a lot of things. I think Orange Theory is great for like if you're trying for those things you just mentioned, like I just want to show up and not have to think. I want a community. There's a lot of things that Orange Theory does. Um, but I also believe that there's no one solution for everybody. And sometimes our goals change. And I think that's that led us to end up working together. So talk a little bit about like what was kind of led to you working with me on a different level specifically for strength sure so orange theory for me has obviously with with the free weights um and the cardio has had it helps to tone right and to i wouldn't say add too much muscle but it definitely helps right yeah. i can tell that i'm getting stronger etc but there also comes a point where you know i was talking to my wife about this who is also a fitness professional and um, you know, she suggested, well, I think that you as a male should try to should try to mix it up and try to add more muscle mass because my goal was to lose a little bit more weight or to, you know, consistently uh, be a part of a program that I could do Orange Theory and something else. Um, and by, by her suggestion of potentially lifting heavy um, to put on that extra muscle mass, um, you know, being a, a male, um, would help in every aspect of life with burning calories with get obviously getting stronger um, And all the stuff that comes along with that um, So that's when you know Rico and I have been talking for gosh probably two years now about you know Hey, what's new with you? What's going on with your fitness journey? And I had I had been privy of his um, of his conversations and his uh, his workout regimens he's put together with, with other clients um, that that might be exactly what I'm looking for. And so Rico explained to me, you know, something that he'd been thinking about for a long time and, and put together and put together kind of a personalized package for me to work out um, and lift heavy three days a week uh, for a two month period. Um, so I'll stop right there for a second. Yeah. If you wanted to interject or ask any no, questions, no, but yeah. I, that was a really great experience just to kind of lead it off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was, I mean, it was a great experience for me also because I, I like seeing people get stronger. Um, but I'm still, so it's interesting that your, your wife, Megan, was the one that was like bringing this up. Um, you know, how did that, how did that, is, I'm curious to know how that conversation started because it's like, you don't just like come home from work like, how was your day, honey? By the way, I think you should live heavier. Like, what led up to that? Great point. Yeah. So I think I was just looking at myself in the mirror one night when we were brushing our teeth, you know, and I was like, you know, and to be fair to myself and to Orange Theory, I think I had been slacking off a little bit in the past couple of months with obviously with COVID, you know, I wasn't going four or five times a week. Maybe I was going two or three. Um, and, you know, our eating habits are the same as Dallas Lights, like, like I said. Um, and, you know, I didn't exactly like what I saw. And, you know, this is going back and forth for years and years. I, I kind of sought her, um, her ideas and expertise on what she knows and what she's learned. Um, she's in the medical field as well. And, you know, I, I knew in, in the back of my mind that this is probably what I needed to do. Um, I've never been a huge fan of like just going to the gym and like, you know, with the meatheads and just, you know, rack it, racking it or whatever you guys say. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always laugh at Rico. Tell me he's a meathead. He looks great. Um, but, uh, just, just lifting heavy was never an interest of mine. I don't know why, I don't know why exactly. Um, but I took, I took it to heart and I got serious about it. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. Yeah. Yeah. I was brushing your teeth one day and then 
natural conversation. Next day, I'm squatting PRs, you know? Man, <laughs> you know, and that was like one of the, you know, again, I, I don't think I ever get tired of helping somebody like reach a certain goal. Um, tell me about, or tell us about like getting stronger, what that felt like and, and what that did for you. It's one of those weird things where, you know, you feel super impatient at first. And, you know, I had a workout buddy, which really helped me a lot. My buddy, Tyler, um, instead of, you know, going to LA fitness or something like that, he, his, his gym at his apartment complex has a lot of great equipment. Um, at over, shout out to Jefferson West Love. They've got good stuff going on over there. Um, basically, uh, you know, the process and, and seeing the results that you want to see. And I think I've forgotten the question, to be honest with you. Um, but at first it's like, you're, you're really impatient, right? You want to go and you want to do squats and pushups and, and chest presses one day and you want to see your results. Right. Um, but to me, it was one of those things where obviously those results weren't going to happen overnight. Um, but it was a cool process where going every other day, to me was part of, of my discipline and my journey, right? And by the second week, you could start to actually see results. And it's funny because you don't see them day to day. And, but after six workouts, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I do see a little bit of a tricep back there while, <laughs> while I'm brushing my teeth that night, right? Start brushing your teeth a little bit differently. Yeah, start yeah. Start flexing a little bit like, mm, this yeah. is the new way to brush my teeth. My dentist told me to hold off, you know? Maybe <laughs> my gums were, you know, taking a little bit of a beating there. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, um, it's just cool to see the process. Um, and, and that for me was being patient and, and following uh, you know, the whole eating guide that Rico provided, which was very helpful. Um, we use, a, a you know, a chef in town that does meal prep, which was awesome. Um, so it was a combination of things. And I think we've gotten off track, so point me in the right direction. Oh, no, this, yeah, yeah, I'm just letting you, just letting you, let you go, like, what it, all the things that, like, kind of, like, helped you and then things that you appreciate, which is, which I appreciate. And I, you know, I think, you know, for people that know me, I truly believe that, being able to squat your ideal body weight, it should be the standard for every person. Like, I think that if, you know, not what you are, not what your current weight is, but like what your ideal body weight. So if you're like, I really want to be 180 pounds or I really want to be 200 pounds and like, you should be able to squat or deadlift or lift in some capacity that weight without feeling like it's like too much of a struggle. For sure. And I think that when you do that, I feel like it just like elicits so much confidence as an individual, but then it also goes into like what you were talking about. Like you have certain definition, you have certain like quality of muscle that continues to burn you extra calories on whatever it is that you decide to do once you're at that point. And, uh, and I think that's where we got with you. Absolutely. I mean, I think with, I think in like the third or fourth week, we might've been to the body weight, um, squats, which was su a super big accomplishment for me. I really loved that. And also another thing that I loved throughout the process was, you know, they teach us really great form at orange theory, but we don't really lift traditionally like, you know, on barbells or anything like that, like at a regular gym. Um, what I loved was that, you know, Rico came out and, and really helped me get my form down, but what I loved about myself about, throughout the process was that I would go back and watch those videos, you know, on the form, and I really tried to to perfect that along the way, not just you know adding weight, 
right? Yeah. I wanted to make sure as I was adding weight, I was keeping those um, the, the right form so that the, the weight could help my body get stronger correctly, right? Without yeah. hurting myself or, you know, et cetera. So um, it was just a really cool process and it was a really, a really great um, add-in to what my routine was because I, I didn't stop doing Orange Theory. Um, I started doing Orange Theory two to three times a week in addition to the, the three times of heavy lifting. Um, and with the eating, I mean, gosh, if you do all three of those things, I mean, it really, you see results. I mean, by the end of it, Riku, I think I told you I was, I started at like 214 pounds and I know that I had gained, I don't know exactly how much of muscle, but I, I had gotten down to about 207 pounds. Yeah. Um, now that was at the beginning of November. No, I'm sorry. Beginning of December. And since then we've had, you know, we've had Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I have gained a little bit of that back, but um, I've continued to lift with my friend and continue to go into Orange Theory. So I'm confident that that muscle that we were able to build on and gain is still there. Yes. I just got to work on the, uh, you know, the excess. <laughs> yeah. And um, you're going to hit, I know you're going to be back in it. Holidays will be over. We're going to be back in the gym and Orange Theory burning those calories. And I think that when you have more quality muscle, you actually burn more calories during your workout anyway. So that's really, really, really good. So let me ask you this. Um, before we close out, I have a couple more questions that, because one of the things that you said earlier, just going kind of back when you said you travel a lot and obviously your husband, so your family's important to you. Um, how do you like balance everything? Cause I think a lot of people will, will sit back and like, man, he's a husband, he's traveling, you know, but sometimes it's hard, I think, for people to, you know, find that balance of like, how do I take care of me and my fitness level while also taking care of like my family? Sure. That's a, that's an excellent question. And I think that one that will become more complicated, you know, in the future as we expand our family and things of that nature, we just have a dog, a dog child at this point. But uh, I think that, you know, with traveling for work this year, has, of course, been extraordinarily different than others. Um, in the past, though, you know, fitness, I think fitness has to be on me as a man, right? I mean, you know, it's for me. It's ultimately for my family and my wife as well, right? In the future when, you know, I want to be around to see our kids go to college, etc. So I'm thinking about all these things, right? Not just me getting stronger in the short term. Um, I'm trying to think about the future and, you know, will I be able to work out this much when we have kids? Yeah. I certainly hope so. And I'm going to have to make a concerted effort to be able to, um, to, to, to work out that many days a week or, you know, um, at the times that I need to, and I'll be the first one to admit my, my work schedule this year, especially has been very flexible. So for orange theory specifically, I can always kind of jump into a class, right? Um, those things in the future, it'll be a lot harder, but, um, I think that health and fitness, um, you know, along with quality time with your spouse and your, and your kids and your family in the future, um, are things that you just can't let go by the wayside. So, I think that you just have to make a concerted effort to, to keep them at the forefront of what you're focused on um, and what you're committed to. Yeah. And, and really, I think that's kind of the key. And it's easier said than done, right? Um, all of us have lapses all the time. And well, maybe I'm gonna play video games instead of workout. I think I did that last week. And I was like, man, you know, that workout would have felt a lot better than that dub in Warzone on Call of Duty, you know? Yeah. But uh, it was a lot of fun, though, I will say. <laughs> um, but, but that being said, you just really have to, to put your best foot forward and, and make it a, a part of your life that you can't go without. Yes. Love it. Um, what keeps you motivated to progress? 
Gosh, um, I think honestly looking in the mirror, right? I mean, I've always been a confident person, but um, you know, there are times when I look at myself and I'm like, man, you know, I've got probably five pounds on either side of my hips that I could, you know, get rid of or on my legs or on my arms or wherever it is, you know. And when you're running at Orange Theory, you just, you're consistently looking at yourself in the mirror, right? And you're like, man, how many chins do I have today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually it's, usually it's one and a quarter, but I'm working to get it down to one, yeah. so. One uh, and a quarter is not, you know, there's, I've seen worse. I've had worse on yeah. myself. <laughs> So you see yourself in the mirror, you want to stay motivated because we can, you want to be attractive for your mate. Um, tell us about what your, your goals are moving forward. Like we're about to move into 2021. You know, what are your goals, fitness goals moving forward? Sure. So right now I'm, I'm about at the 212 pound mark. So, you know, being specific, I really, my, I think my ideal target weight is about 192 to five pounds. When I went off to college, I remember exactly, I weighed 191.2 pounds and I never felt better. Um, I was confident, I was excited, um, and I think that that 192 to 195 mark would, would, would be really good for me personally, the way I'm built. Um, and then, you know, from there, just continue to build and get stronger. Um, obviously, along that way, I'm not gonna stop lifting heavy. Um, for 2021, I wanna continue to work out with my friend Tyler. Um, until he moves to New Orleans. He got a great job opportunity. I won't get into the details, but I'm very excited for him, but sad to lose a workout buddy in June. Um, but continue to do that, continue to go to Orange Theory, um, really make a concerted effort to, to eat better during the lunches when I'm at home. That's always, you know, that's sometimes a struggle, right? You're at home, um, I can easily make a smoothie with protein, like a protein shake for lunch. Um, sometimes you throw in bagel bites, right? I don't know <laughs> if it's easier. Um, so I'm really going to work on doing the meal prep, um, and, and, you know, protein shakes for lunch, um, get the appropriate amount of protein for my body weight along with the workouts. Um, and really, you know, I think one of the best parts of your program Rico is that I can still go back and look at those workouts yeah. and build on where I left off. Um, and, and to have those tangible written down results and gains along the way. So going to take all of this and throw it into throw it into a mixing bowl, right? And that's gonna that's gonna be what ultimately um, the success is made out of twenty twenty one. Absolutely. Well, I think there's a, there's an old saying that says if you uh, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And it seems to me like that's not the case for you. Like you have a plan, you have a goal, and you have a plan. And I think that's something that you've done your your entire fitness journey is that you know once you finished with college and all those things like you made a plan like i'm going to go to the gym and then you found a better plan and you adjusted and so here we are we're still making progress uh in your 20s and soon to be you know right into your 30s and Oof. it's going to be very close i will say this because you know i'm i'm 38 years old i'll be 39 in march wow okay and um i think the 30s are better than 20s i believe it yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to join you, my friend. I'm excited for you to be here, too, <laughs> for, the whole, for the little bit now that we're here together. Um, well, Brandon, thank you so much um, for sharing a little bit of your story with us. And um, later on, uh, hopefully, we'll get to a chance to interview your wife, Megan, who has her own story, her own journey, who's also a fitness professional. And um, I know Megan and I have, like, she's she's in a different realm of fitness than I am. So... I think that's going to be really exciting because, again, there's not like a one size fits all program, right? Like everybody's different. And so I'm really 
excited to kind of talk to another fitness professional who kind of does things a little bit different, but clearly is passionate about fitness and, and does things that that's really working. Absolutely. I mean, it worked on me. I've never sweat so much in a class in my life. No offense, Rico, to your classes, but in that heated studio that she's in, you'll learn more about it. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty brutal. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Brandon, so much. Um, again, if you guys are checking out this podcast um, and give it a like, you can always check in. Also on the website, as he was talking about some programming things, uh, fitbetterbody.com is where you can find my website. And again, you can also check me out on Instagram at Coach Rico Strong, where you can also find the link to other things. So thank you guys for listening up to this point. I hope you guys have a great rest of your time or your day or whenever you're listening to this. And uh, we'll talk with you next time. Thank you guys for listening all the way through to the very end. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about next week's programming. Um, next week's program episode, as you know, is going to be Valentine's Day week as the as the time that it airs. And so uh, we got some special guests. Uh, one of them is actually a coach. She's a running coach, online coach. So if you've ever been interested in running, she'll have a really good perspective. Um, both the husband and the wife uh, used to be in my group fitness classes until she decided to become a fitness instructor, group instructor herself. So just hearing their story, if you've ever, ever been in a relationship or know people who have, uh, who kind of get on that happy weight, they're going to talk a little bit about that, um, how they kind of overcame that and how they got to where they are now. So I'll listen in next week for another good episode and I look forward to talking with you guys next time.